Hello guys, welcome back to today's live interview. I'm here today with Stephanie Taylor, co-founder of HMO Heaven, featured on The Telegraph and entrepreneur.com. Um, Stephanie's business model relies on being able to fill vacant rooms quickly with her business. Um, and the lockdown made that very, very challenging. Um, but Stephanie managed to pivot her existing business online very, very quickly. Um, and actually it's, it's become incredibly successful in the process. So as part of our Inspiring Pivot series, Stephanie's here today to tell us all about it, the lessons she learned, and to give us a real insight into her business before, during, and after this lockdown. So, Stephanie, how are you? I am phenomenal, Sebastian. It's really exciting to be here. At the same time, I feel a bit sick in the bottom of my belly, but I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm, really, I'm so happy to be here. Oh. <laughs> well, you know, if you're, if, you're, if you're here on the inspiring pivot series then it means you've done an amazing job right so you can just relax I'll this is a pretty informal interview you know this is like a it's, it's how I call it I call it um real but raw <laughs> you know? yeah nothing the raw in real I like that That's it. so we're, we're turning these episodes into into, into um pod, a podcast called Roundplex square holes which is basically designed for entrepreneurs um, mm -hmm. But again, you know, it's we're not in the studio. We're we're under lockdown conditions. Um, yeah. So we're we're you know, it's exactly that, real but raw, but incredible stories. Um, yeah. And you know, we're we're delighted to have you on. So thank you so much for for joining us today. Pleasure, absolute pleasure. So I'd love to just get a quick snippet into exactly what brought you to doing. You know, what what made you do your business in the first place? What what drove you to create your business? Yeah. Oh, gosh. I'll try to make it in a shorter story. I didn't actually start my business until I was 45. And um, I always never quite thought of myself as a business person, a property person, investment person, financial success person. And um, I, I had my son Alex when I was 19. So it's, it's not always been easy, either financially. Um, I, I haven't always felt that I've you know seen my potential or I never imagined to be in the situation that I'm now in hope I don't cry <laughs> but um but what happened was that my mum um because I have told this story a few times now but my mum got sick and uh it just really made me feel that I well she called me one day and um I was just getting ready for work and I took the call and I spoke to her but I was really sort of dashing for her to get off the phone so that I could get into work and um, do this presentation that I had and um, I didn't give her the time and uh, when I was then at work in the afternoon I just thought I just I just felt it in my belly again <laughs> I seem to feel a lot of things in my belly but um, I just thought you know what your mum's more important if you hadn't come into the bank today if you hadn't been able to make it they would have been fine but your mum wouldn't but and you're not living your life the way that you need to be living it and you need to find something else to do and it was that that sort of made me brave enough to go past all of the resistance that I had and now I am crying so excuse me if I go off screen a moment hey, take your time Stephanie sorry <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I'm surprised at that because um, I have told that story a few times now. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> that's how I got into business. Uh, I just decided wow. that I, I I needed to try and so that I can be more flexible with my life. So, so ultimately, for you, it was a, it was about having more freedom and flexibility with your time. Yes. So, so what you want to create this kind of lifestyle around around that, right? So so for you, business was about building a lifestyle for you, building a lifestyle which which would you know support what you wanted to do in your life and give you that freedom ultimately. Yeah, and it's just the freedom to live your values because you invest your time in the things that are important to you. And I was investing all of my time into things that actually weren't important to me. Um and I wanted to be able to shift that. And I think I got mm. feeling because time was passing, excuse me. And as I say, I was 45 when we started that, I, I, you know, there wasn't time to waste that I needed to actually do it. So there was a little bit of urgency about 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 doing it. And um, 
you know, getting going. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So it was it was a it was a rapid change. So what was your what was your work before then? Before when when, when, you, were, when you had no time, you didn't have the freedom you wanted. What was your work before? Well, I was working um, in financial services. Excuse me, as a contractor, and um, excuse me, um, in, in a bank. And uh, so I'm a very creative person. I have lots of ideas, um, and I was in a very detail oriented job. So that's actually not a great match I I didn't know all these things at the time or I hadn't you know looked at it from bird's eye view sort of thing um and it was just after that I just thought oh, you're you're meant for something else there's something mm. else but this isn't the thing you can't do this for another 20 odd years or however long yeah, yeah okay wow just so it was it was a real sudden like that's it you know I'm gonna I'm gonna change yeah, and I, I had the idea um, of property because I, I kind of knew, I didn't know a huge amount about business, um, and but I kind of knew, I could see that people had property and they had businesses from it, but they were the sort of business where you don't always have to work like you're on a hamster wheel to keep it going like you're self-employed without yeah. perks of having a job but you know having to work like that and so I, I thought if I had something like that that was involving assets as well as you know the business side right okay so so how long have you been doing this for now 2016 I started and Amazing. so just coming up to four years wow that's rapid growth isn't it yeah yeah it's oh. been an incredible ride and yeah. the thing that inspires me you said what inspires me is what inspires me is that i could have done this all along mm. every one of us already already have that potential inside us it's just what we allow ourselves to believe and yeah. when you give yourself the gift of believing in yourself in a different way um it, it just opens the whole world of potential up to you so yes, yeah. Through the process that we're going through now, and you know what the, one of the programs that we're on, um, I, I've come up with it, which is it's believe bigger. So that's about having the belief, be bolder, and that's about you know stopping from hiding and stepping out into you know the new the new ways that you want to adopt. Because often we're fearful that people who already know us um, won't like it, and often they won't like it. But it's having the boldness to be able to do that, even though some people will reject you. And the final one is to be a game changer because, as you, as you know as well, uh, Sebastian, um, the joy of all the creation is in the gifts that you can give to other people. You yeah. obviously give yourself the gift of you know achieving more of your potential each as you go forward, but you get the joy of being able to help other people to achieve their potential. And um, I heard before I actually joined the KPI program that we know each other through, um, I. I heard a podcast and it was about the 1% and it was about give before you're ready. And that really resonated with me because mm. I thought, ah, oh, what the 1% is just for uh, people who, who don't know is that you give 1% now. So it could be 1% of your salary. It could be 1% of your net revenue. It could be 1% of your growth, gross revenue, but you give now so that you're always uh, giving back. And um, we, through our business, use the uh, B1G1 uh, platform. Yeah, we had, we, had, um, we had the founder of B1G1, uh, Masami Sato, on here. Yes, I saw that. So incredible, that, incredible yeah. vision. Yeah, it, it is. And as, so as, as, as funds, you know, people buy from your business, you're giving as, as a part of, so it just makes it really feel incredible within your business, as you grow your business, that you're growing, you're giving as well. Amazing. I've got, a, I've got a, a bunch of questions on everything you just said, because there are some brilliant insights there. <laughs> um, the, the first thing which I, which I loved was how you spoke about, you know, I mean, you, you've been an entrepreneur for a relatively short amount of time, really, you know, four, four or five years. And you, you've, you've seen a lot of success already in what you've done, yeah. even, even through, you know, the startup phase and now through a, through a, you know, a global crisis, you're, you're yeah. still seeing success. What's what's quite interesting to me is what you said, which was you always had this in you. It was just noticing it, like almost like you 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 got this awareness, right? Yeah. Well, because, um, 
you know, you know, Alexander Syria, I interviewed him yesterday and he said exactly the same thing. I mean, his, his role is to take people who are full-time employees, essentially yeah. working in yeah. government roles, NHS, police, and to train them to be entrepreneurs, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he's got this insight into what makes an entrepreneur, which is fascinating. And one of the biggest things he says is that, you know, he, he uses the example of resilience being one of the most important things for being an entrepreneur. Yeah. And the fact that when you're when you're younger, you know, you fall over, you get back up, you eventually learn to walk. So you you kind of have that resilience, but over time you forget about it. And yeah. it's the same it's the same with with these with these kind of skills and the skills you need to be successful in business. You you kind of if you have that moment, that almost epiphany moment, you know, actually I've got more control of this than I realize. I'm in control of the outcome. People like that go through what you've gone through, you know, and 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 suddenly you've got that powerful why. The reason you're doing what you're doing, which you spoke to yourself about at the beginning of this. And yeah. I think that, that fuels everything, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree with you. And the difference is that I know in all of my being that I will be successful. And I'm not saying that because I think I know everything about business or everything about life or that I've, I've arrived at this place. But, but I know that as long as you keep moving forward and you keep you know, using your mind to see the next thing and see the next thing and see the next thing. It's it's almost impossible. It's almost impossible to fail. And I just wish that I'd had that, um, you know, when I was younger. I, I, I had so many years of struggle that now I just feel it's unnecessary. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, completely. But, you know, those years of struggle were probably what gave you the motivation to do what you're doing in the first place, right? Yeah. I, I often look back at things, you know, oh, you, I've, I've learned so much now. If only I knew that before. But yeah. ultimately, would you would you have had the motivation, the drive to, you know, to do the things you're doing now if you didn't go through those difficult times? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe not. I, I think it gives me um, empathy because when people come on to our program, the thing that I, I learned um, is that it's not about the information, it's it's about the inspiration. So mm. it's, it's they have to get over lots of blocks in their minds, that lots of resistance to moving forward, to beyond where they've been. They've come on the program to create a transformation. And yeah. every, a lot of the time, every ounce of your humanity is calling you back and saying, no, don't do this, it's too scary. And so our role is just to get them past that and get them past that. And um, I've now diverted from <laughs> the conversation. I can't remember what the question was. <laughs> um, the other thing you mentioned was um, your values, right? And you talked about the different values you've got. One of them was to be bold. One of them was the game changer. And the other one was the third, the first, it was the first. Yeah, the belief, it's the belief. The belief. Amazing. Belief was number one. Belief was number one. So belief, being bold, and a game changer. And and those those values they that you've got, are they your values or your business's values? Yeah, well, they're both. Um, okay. I believe my core value is, um, or what I would love to be able to, the gift I want to give is that gift of inspiration because we yeah. all go through that moment when we realize, yes, we can in all different aspects of our life. And I want to help people. And obviously in the same way that I'm always helping myself and growing my mind, uh, I want to help other people say, yes, 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 I can. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. And that's that's the joy of life for me and where I think I can give something to people amazing so in, in, in terms of getting to know your business a little bit um yeah. before we talk about pivoting and all that sort of stuff um i'd love to know what was what was your business like before lockdown yeah what did that look like yeah, so our business is is called HMO Heaven, and it is a property management and a property development business, and it specialises. We specialise in house shares. House shares are known as HMOs in the UK, houses of multiple occupation. So, so we're called HMO Heaven, and our, our business is to transform house shares from hellish to heavenly, create beautiful, affordable homes for the people who live there, but also provide an incredible service for landlords, guaranteed rent, freedom from tenant management and total peace of mind so what we're always striving for within that business is, is excellence there's a lot of dodgy practice in the sphere that we're in and the model that of, of the, that type of business I've just described is also known within the property circles the shorthand is rent to rent and because there are quite low barriers to entry to that business then there are lots of people who are doing it not 
as they should be. And um, but we we started it, and I heard about this strategy, and I thought. Uh, I went from like no, hardly any confidence to thinking, gosh, yes, I can definitely do that. I can absolutely do it. And uh, so, so that's that's where we that's where we started from, really. And we built it up um, over it was over well almost four years now. And we we have contracts, long term contracts with properties. So we will lend, rent a property from an owner on a long term basis. By long term I mean somewhere between three and five years, usually five. And then we'll rent the property out to tenants, um, having spruced it up a bit for a higher rent, all agreed and legal and agreed with the with the owner who's delighted just to have the, the guaranteed rent aspect of things. Okay, cool. Um, so in, in terms of your clients, who are your typical clients that you work with? It's, it's the landlords or? Okay, cool. At the moment, it's a very local business. So I'm based in Newport in Wales, and we work with people who own the properties. And because the business model is so efficient, um, we actually have the names and addresses of all those people. So we can write letters to them, which we do on a regular basis and say, here we are. Wouldn't you like us to do this for you and things like that? And um, so gradually we get more and more business. So at the moment, we are the contracts that we have within our business are worth two million pounds over the contract periods. And yeah, we're looking to grow that. Um, but that's a very uh, it's a very local business. But what we see through the other digital assets that we've created is that what we can create is um, either a license or a a franchise model because the people who work with us would love to just be able to say um you know can i have your branding can i have your systems we are giving our systems and the way we do things um as part of the program that we sell but i think some people would just like to be able to just pick it up lock and stock and barrel and have us do their sort of back end yeah. software mm -hmm. things and that they just do the on the ground bit so that's something that we're looking towards in in the future very interesting. I think a lot, a lot of people watching this who've been watching some of our previous interviews will, you know, that they're 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 looking at this period we're in now as a chance to double down on developing digital assets, right? Yes. So um, it'd be great to hear what digital assets you guys have developed, um, yes. and if you, if you've developed any new digital assets now, this kind of kind of lockdown has occurred. Yeah, well, I'll take it in two stages because we did a, a huge pivot in 2019, the very beginning, and within a six-week period, because I like to put myself under ridiculous time pressure. So, <laughs> um, within a six-weeks period, we um, I, I wrote the course, produced the course, and sold the course, and... I had moments where I was just, you know, trying to record the videos for the course and, and just say, I don't like my face <laughs> and having little meltdowns. But um, but those those six weeks of um, hard work, putting in, putting all of the all of our knowledge and all of everything that we'd learned into this step by step format, it's one of the things that I feel most proud of that we created. Mm. Um, yeah it's really been a massive a massive massive benefit not for the people that we work with and transformations that we that they get but also we've had to grow so much as leaders and you know stand up and be seen uh, which often feels quite scary even even now and um and for our business um it's just been phenomenal so uh, yeah it's been a really great experience so early early 2019 that's when you started to pivot on online really yeah we launched the course in uh january the end of january 2019 and um just want to say to your 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 group who are listening into dubai are they mainly service businesses yeah i would say they're mostly service yeah yeah it's you have assets you have assets right now. If you're daunted and you think, I don't want to spend six weeks, you know, hanging uh, my head against my computer, um, you have assets right now because what we realize is even the contracts that we use in our business, um, other lawyers do not know how to create those contracts because those yeah. contracts are it. Um, so we 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 can just sell those online without anything, just put a little shop up there and uh, tell people about it. So you already have digital assets that you can get, you can use straight away while you maybe develop 
your um, bigger ones. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I, th I think I think some you know sometimes people get overwhelmed with with the smaller details of of how they can perfect their course before they even got it out there. Um, and something something we're doing with F10X Academy is you know we work with small businesses to pivot them online rapidly. And yeah. um, so this, this month alone in May, we've got ten small businesses that we're getting online, and the whole the whole process is, is to do it very very quickly, right? In in under two weeks, we can we can speak with them, design a course, and get it online because they're sitting on so many assets. A lot of that is the fact that they they know their industry, they know their business inside out. You know, we've got some amazing uh, small business owners, lifeguards, um, wine a wine tasting company. Watching now today, maybe. Um, all these amazing, you know, local small businesses who are now having this this ability to tap into their assets, and and now instead of serving the local community, you serve the global the global market, right? They're so be, massive opportunity. They're going to be so glad they did it because it took us um, nearly nearly four years now to reach a certain point. We're already fifty percent of that turnover within our online business within mm. um, not even two years. So. Um, and that's as not being experts, you know, figuring, you know, just sort of figuring it out and learning as we go sort of thing. And um, I think the next uh, two years is going to be much faster because we now know a lot more than we did. So, yeah, know. definitely. Definitely. So, so, so talk me through it. I mean, in the UK, the lockdown is it's, it's pretty strict still. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, it was, it was probably about seven, just over seven weeks ago that the lockdown, you know, officially occurred. And um, before before that, business was going well, no changes to your business. And then suddenly, bang, you know, yeah. what, what, what was the big change that you experienced yeah. first? Gosh, it was it was it was just uh, I, I just had a moment where I just thought, how are we going to get through this? Because um, what what we thought was that we pay guaranteed rent. That's not a unique selling point, but it's one of our selling points. Um, so I thought, so our rents out are to the owners are set, mm. but our income in we thought was going to fall, you know, massively um, because yeah. people wouldn't be able to pay uh, for their rent. In actual fact, what happened was that the government gave a lot of support, as as you know, and yeah. um, that actually everyone could pay or, or or was able to offer a payment plan while they waited for their payments to come through. So that wasn't an issue. What our issue was, was that as people decided to move home, a lot of our, our tenants are young professionals and they are moving back to be with their family and so on. And so whereas they committed for a six month contract, um, now after month one, they're moving home um, and obviously we're not going to hold them on in this sort of scenario for for the rest of that. So so that that's creating a big um, gap within the business. And so I think the two things that helped us are that we just focused on two things. One is future focus, because it's so easy to think it's so easy to feel like this is going to go on forever and it's really going to kill you. But uh, in actual fact, as I said, most of our contracts are actually five years. This period is likely to be a few months um, and uh, that's a small amount of time. So we just need mm. to think on where do we want to be after the lockdown has ended and how can what can we do now in this new new reality to make sure that we get there. So future focus and focus on being exceptional. So. Uh, when there is a crisis, it's easier actually to be exceptional just by turning up and how can we be exceptional for our team? How can we be exceptional for our landlords and how can we be exceptional for our tenants? And that's what we um, put the focus on to look at how, you know, how we get, how we can get to the other side and be really proud of what we, you know, how we manage that this time, because this is how people are going to uh, remember us. Yeah, yeah, completely. Um, and again, you know, it, it, it sounds like a lot of what you're doing there is is being guided by your values, right? Which are almost like your compass there, you know, that um, mm -hmm. belief, bold, game changer, mm -hmm. and and ultimately being exceptional. Mm -hmm. um, so when you look when you look forward, you look mm -hmm. forward. You mentioned the next two years. Mm -hmm. Is is that as far as you look forward, or do you look further forward, or do you often do you often look, you know, right in front of you? What's your what's your kind of system or focus there? Yeah, that's a great question. I have um, a vision. It's not in 
total detail, but I have some ideas about what, what I want to achieve, you know, personally, how I want to be living in mm. five and ten years' time. But they're, they're at a sort of more framework level. These are the big things that I'd like to be hitting in, in five or ten years' time. But within the business, we are looking um, on a shorter business. With, with HMO Heaven, ultimately, we want to create a business that people want to buy uh, because... Yeah in the what we are a version of a letting agent and letting agents are very uh viable uh, um with, with the right model but um so so yeah so we want to be we want to be good <laughs> so that that's all our focus on mid, medium term short term medium term and long term we want to be exceptional. <laughs> okay cool um so, so I mean, obviously, this has been a fairly big transformation for you, um, yeah. and you guys are absolutely smashing it. I love your focus. I think that's awesome. Um, what would be your, I mean, we had a really good question here, actually, because uh, this is from Sabrina. Yeah. Uh, let me try and find it here. Yes, here it is. Um, what did you find difficult about taking your business online, and what do you think worked best? Um the thing that's most important about it is just to know that you will be successful and that everything that you do on the way to becoming successful is just an experiment. So I knew that, for example, I'm not very good with technical things and a lot of it seemed to be quite technical, but I just mm. knew that if other people can do this, I can do this. I just follow the same step. They follow your process. It will work. So I know that you're working with Sebastian and, um, you know, follow the process, it will work. <laughs> brilliant. That's brilliant advice. Um, let's have a look here. It's fantastic advice from F10. Uh, Sabrina says, taking away a lot of great advice and information from this interview, I'm excited to apply it to my business. Awesome stuff. That's encouraging from Shivani. Yeah. Good question here from F10. What are the most important qualities you believe make an entrepreneur successful? Oh, that's great, isn't it? Um, mm. I think, I think um, it it is about the mindset, it, and it and it is about uh, persistence. Um, yeah, I think I think it's just about keeping going because there are so many incredible people with an incredible gift to give who just give up when things yeah. get rough. And um, you know, I I might have been that person before. Um, but then when you get the mind switch and you just realize that everything's just a lesson on the journey um, and you keep going, you 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 hit the you hit the bell, you know, if you keep going. Yeah, definitely. Brilliant. So, so ultimately, you know, one of the one of the most most important traits of an entrepreneur is resilience, right? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. That is the thing. So here's a here's a question for you then. Um, what's the best way to develop resilience? have a reason why you want to reach the goal more than you want to turn back. Because the reason we turn back is because it feels more comfortable. Um, our, your conscious mind wants to reach the goal. That's mm. the one that says, right, I'm gonna get up at 6 a.m. tomorrow and every day from whenever and go to the gym. And then when you get into the moment, your um, your instinctive mind, the one that's running your life, really. If you don't have the right the results that you're looking for, it's because the unconscious thoughts you're thinking are creating actions that you don't want. So I think the way to get better is if you went to the gym, you wouldn't go straight for the really heavy weights. Mm. You start off with the smaller weights, and then you would work your way up to the heavier weights later on. And it's a bit like that when you are trying to coax your unconscious mind to new and more uh, useful, beneficial thoughts, then you just need to start practicing. Yeah. You start practicing, you become better. And soon your unconscious thoughts become helpful to you because you mm. actually want to go to the gym. You want to eat healthy food. You, you, you want to take the next step. So I would just say it's just a mat matter of daily practice and you need to have some way of consciously looking at your thoughts and improving them. Yeah, yeah, I think that's I think that's a really great point. And um, and you know, ultimately, if if you're finding it difficult to to build that resilience, one of the things you said was have a bigger reason why. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you've got a bigger reason why, and I think ultimately, if you're running a business through a global pandemic 
and you're and you're trying to push your business through that it's a yeah. pretty big reason why you know you're you're this this should highlight for you different different things you're that that's really driving you right i mean a lot of, a lot of people are looking at their businesses looking at their work and they're changing their mind that you know that this is not enough of a reason why yeah. so they're, they're, they're simply not giving themselves that that resilience they're not showing that resilience because they don't have a big enough reason why yeah, they and, and, and so they're, they're, they either leave their businesses behind or they leave their work behind um a, a great a great thing that we talked about at the very beginning was to attach yourself to a strong why or you know a strong a strong purpose and that's the the one percent rule you know if you're able to attach yourself to a global um solution to something you know one of the one of the 12 un global goals of sustainability something along those lines where you know you feel fully attached to the outcome of that and your whole team does and you're a value-based organization going back to what um, masami sato was saying then you know ultimately that, that it lights a fire in your team you know and you've got that strong why to help you through difficult times yeah yeah, I, I've got my fire, fire in my belly for that, but also just for doing the right thing, because what we're seeing is that what we have is basically a commercial contract between ourselves and the landlord that we've made our arrangements with. Um, but what you see is some of the big blue chip companies, they have also have commercial you know, contracts and arrangements and they have the funds to be able to pay, but they're choosing not to pay. Um, mm. And... I believe that all our partnerships or, you know, all of the people we work with are partners and that anything um, needs to be negotiated together, not just yeah. unilaterally say, well, do you know what? We're not paying because times are tough now. Um, mm. So I just believe deeply that I want to be able to look back on this and be proud of what we did and be able to talk publicly about how we managed ourselves in difficult times Um you know, whatever those difficult times are, because sometimes there will be occasion where you need to exit from one style of business, you know, and transition to another style of business. But it's, what's incredibly exciting is that within the economy, in the world we live in, where you can go online so easily, um, you can always have a business which will thrive in any kind of market. And that that's the opportunity that we all have, which is so incredibly exciting. Yeah. It, it, again, another pattern I'm noticing with people who are who are successfully navigating through this difficult time is is that they're excited about the problem solving aspect of, of of this and what we're all going through, right? And while one door kind of closes, another and there's another four or five that are opening up. If you're aware and you're able to kind of seek opportunity and you enjoy that the problem solving aspect, which is it looks to me like you're you are enjoying. <laughs> Yeah, well, I haven't, you know, I have my up days and down days, but yeah, overall, I think there are, you can ask yourself useful questions. I think I probably first heard that from Tony Robbins, but the useful question is, so if, if we know that on one side, income is going to be down and, you know, outgoings are going to be up um, for a limited period, first of all, obviously, we've asked questions about what we can do around that realm. But then we just, once we got that sorted, we then said, well, who, if we could do something else that's going to help people right now, what would it be? What do people need right now that we could provide? Mm. And that 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 helped us find some new answers that we hadn't really previously thought about. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, completely. Um, good question here from Sabrina again. Do you think many businesses will survive the crisis? Which industries do you feel are best suited to succeed in times like this? I think that most businesses can thrive, they, but it is all about the mind. So my, my sister was just telling me um, earlier this morning that uh, she, she, a restaurant that she used to love was on the news saying that it couldn't possibly do uh, takeaways and it wasn't going to do them. And it was losing money hand over fist and da-da-da. Um, and then there are other restaurants which have turned into takeaways. There, Leanne mentioned in her interview of a cafe that's now become a veg delivery service. It's because those people ask themselves the questions, what if I could help someone right now who needs the service and would pay for it? Mm. And, and they find the answers, whereas other people closed that door. And, but I think every business can pivot or every business person can pivot their business 
Certainly, I, I, I completely agree with that. I, th I think in some cases it will be more extreme than others. I think if you are working within something um, that's luxury based, that's it, and if we're in a deep recession, that may be that may be hard. Um, you know, there are ways you can look at your business and find out. You know, is there is there a product or a service you can provide which is more vital? You know, if, if, I, if I look at the work we're doing with with, with F10X. You know, previously with F10, um, a lot of the clients, you know, it was massive projects. Um, you know, it was it was large businesses who needed, you know, Will Smith, the Pope. These guys are, are doing some amazing, uh, some amazing work um, with big clients. But the shift here that the F10 team have made is working with small businesses to rapidly pivot them online. And you know, that shift means that these guys are working completely in in, in the vital space. Do you know what I mean? And a lot of the businesses I've I've seen doing really well from this have found that within their business. You know what what do our customers still need? And and what you said about vegetable delivery, like you know people still need to eat vegetables. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's uh it's 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 the switch there. I love that. There's been quite a few takeaway takeaway places who are like, well, we can we can deliver your five a day. Yeah. You know, and that isn't that the perfect analogy of vital and uh, and luxury, right? Going from a whatever it was they were serving to going back to to basics, um, but but I've also seen some amazing amazing shifts. You know, people who aren't able to find that that you know that vital product or service, they're able to do something else. You know, build a community, use this time to leverage, you know, and build a build a bigger audience or develop assets, and ultimately, you know, prepare their business for a for a relaunch or reinvention on the other side. That is huge because um, recently I was rereading um, Kevin Kelly's 1000 True Fans. But what I wanted to say to, to your Dubai audience is actually you only need 100 true fans to actually launch a new and really super successful digital product. Yeah. Um, and as they're all existing services service businesses, you will certainly have that or be able to get it very, very, very quickly. But when we first first started and we we decided to put together this 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 the program we'd already been asked for it and all we had i started up a facebook group uh, i started up a youtube channel and just from the few hundred people who originally came into the facebook group we launched this inverted commas launched the program with a, a long and rambling facebook live excuse me in the hope that 12 people would jump in on the very first one and 24 people came in and in fact 30 people wanted to come in and we 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 turned away six and sort of did two groups of 12 for the first um, because our promise was was 12 and um yeah so i just I, I see people thinking that they have to have a huge audience to to get mm. started and really you don't it's about the quality of the audience, right? And 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 how close knit the community is. Yeah, and the, the community will grow really quickly because that same Facebook group um, uh, has now got over, over three thousand, I think it is. But they're all very keen on our little tiny niche. Mm. So yeah, this this is the this is the great thing about a niche. You know, you you you, you if you develop a community around a very specific niche, you know, suddenly suddenly everyone feels. Oh, you know, they've almost found their people. Do you know what I mean? It's it's like there's something con there's something connecting everyone. And that's the great thing about Facebook groups. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's, it's this platform in which you can really connect people very very easily. Um, mm -hmm. And and especially if you're a business, you can you can find people to join your group who you weren't aware of, you know, previously through Facebook quite easily. Um, super interesting. Some great comments here, guys. Um, so another comment here. Great to hear your thoughts on this crisis and how to survive from it from your perspective, Stephanie. Thanks for sharing such great advice with us. Love the analogy. Being fit is about showing up to the gym every day. Eventually, you succeed in becoming fit. You're only deemed an entrepreneur when you are successful. And that means showing up every day. Yeah, Interesting. Some great, some great points there, guys. Any other questions at all, guys? Feel free to send them in. Um, Stephanie, in terms of in terms of you know, looking forward, let's look you know, five, 10 years in advance, right? I know you're, you're, you're a future, future focused organization. For a lot of the business owners here in Dubai who are, you know, going through this crisis, they're trying to pivot online. How do you feel business is going to change? And, you know, how can they prepare for the future? I think the way to prepare is, is really digital assets because they can be delivered in 
you know, almost every circumstances. Hopefully we'll never have to deal with the circumstances without Wi-Fi. Oh, <laughs> back to phone calling. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, when you have digital assets, but even if there was no Wi-Fi, you could still do it through the post. But when you have digital assets, your business owns assets. And it's it's having the, just asking those questions, what do I have that mm. could be useful to other people? And who are those other people? What could you provide? And um, yeah, creating digital assets, creating your own IP, um, the other thing that's really important is systemizing your business um, in a re easily repeatable and outsourceable way, because that allows you to do things like the things that we were talking about earlier. If you have a very local based business um, that has some online assets, then you can um, you can franchise or license that um, on the basis of the digital assets and then have the in-person work as a bonus. You yeah. know, that adds an extra stream of revenue, but all of the cost of running your business as a, and profit is in the digital side of things. Yeah, brilliant. Great advice. Could you give a, a few examples of digital assets that you've seen people create other, other than an online course? Yeah, I think another one, which is a really quick, so, um, and a really quick win, and it's a great way to see what your people want. So if you're just starting out and maybe you've got, a few hundred people on your emailing list and you decided you know I'll, I'll put up a Facebook group um, and you've, you've emailed them to say I've started a Facebook group a few of them go over there and join it and then you say you, you can start asking them questions what are you looking mm. for at the moment what are you most struggling with at the moment in XX sphere and then when people start to tell you you can then say right we're going to have a live workshop on blah 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 and it's going to give you xyz transformation um who wants in and it's 47 pounds or whatever the price point is because when you see that people are willing to pay for it even if it's a small amount um then you know if people are interested or not straight away and you've lost nothing because if only one person signs up you'll know that that wasn't really a winner or that wasn't really the right audience and you can just try something else okay yeah. I some feedback let's do a workshop on oh i can't think of <laughs> let's do a workshop on how to write your contracts or i don't know whatever it might be um it's a really quick way to find out what people want before you spend time putting more effort into it yeah definitely i think i think um yeah brilliant advice i think uh, a lot a lot of the time people get you know hung up on perfecting perfecting whatever it is they want to they want to do before they even get feedback from the market right and the way i the way i see it a, a new business is it's just a first draft whatever it is you're going to create is going to be a first draft right so get your first draft out there asap so that you can start what you know getting feedback right so the the kind of cycle is first draft feedback second draft feedback third draft feedback right you might not get a profitable profitable business until like your fifth or sixth draft you know but it's I think it's just seeing as that initial concept, it needs feedback before you polish it. And you know people I mean? love being the first draft people. You know, yes. yeah. into our first program, I, I, I just have so much heart for them because they joined us when we didn't have a track record. We had a track record running the business, but we didn't have a track record teaching people how to do mm. it. Mm. And they all jumped in and, you know, was so they had so much faith in us and so much passion and um we're still you know in close contact with those people and um yeah people love being part of the first one because we might think oh it's not perfect it's not all polished yet but they love being yeah. part of the, the first version yeah definitely your, your founding members become you know becoming an incredible um incredible community in in, in their own right really don't they yeah, exactly, exactly. And the other thing that we haven't talked about, which just came to mind, is is recurring recurring revenue. So many service businesses, there is a recurring revenue um, angle to it, where you can actually provide a lot of value um, at a much lower price point for for your customers. So they, your customers, love it, and for mm. you because you're, you're serving a lot of people at once. Um, it's, it's just, it, it just really works well. And when we did our first online program with the 24 people, at the end of it, so you've got to the end of this six weeks and 
I would you put so much into it and um, I had had the idea sort of vaguely that we might do something a group afterwards but I hadn't had any time to get anything done because I was spending all my time you know, supporting everybody and following up with the questions and just in the general state of excitement and uh, seeing people you know really uh, doing it um, but we so we hadn't we hadn't worked out the group and on the last live call I said well um, you know this, this has been amazing and we did have the idea of doing a group afterwards but we're not ready with that yet because mm. I idea that we needed to have lots of information assets already on this group platform before we could invite people to it and they were they were like no 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 we need to join now we need to be on it now so we just made it a no-brainer price and people really just came in just to stay within the community and not for any further assets they already yeah. have the program and um, I, I've just seen how important having that community is for people's mm. especially now yeah absolutely amazing brilliant insights um you've obviously been through a, a massive transformation i mean to do what you've done in four years is is incredible and mm -hmm. um, so you know well done amazing job um have you had any mentors on the way or you know any courses you've done or anything that's really inspired you and, and sort of helped you and that you would kind of attest a lot of your success to yeah well there, there are so many people, but um, I'm just going to call out a few. So um, Daniel Priestley with KPI, I first read Key Person of Influence, the book by Daniel Priestley, um, in 2016. So we were just starting out. So the idea of having um, all of the assets that he was talking about in there, like books and um, lots of videos and blogs and everything online was, uh, was just seemed so, so far away. Um, but I actually uh, joined the programme uh, last November and I'm well on my way. I'm writing my first book. I'm launching a podcast. I have lots of digital assets up now. And, um, yeah, it's I like the way that he's helped me think about my business. Um, and uh, so, so him and... The other one is is our friend. Well, I, I say friend. I feel like I know him. He doesn't know me. But Jason Greystone, I, I started listening to his podcast. And um, I really love the way that he talks about time and the mm. way that we invest our money um, is like, say you, say you decide you're, you're buying, um, I don't know, lots of nightclubs or holidays or whatever. That's what you're investing in. That's what mm. you're investing in. But are you also investing in things that will buy you back your time, that will buy you back your life? Are you, he, he's talked about investing in stocks. Obviously, I, I like investing in property. <laughs> but I will, I will actually also move into investing in stocks. I, I really like the, the way that he thinks about a lot of the things. Um, and I, I recommend that podcast. Amazing. So, so, so really, in terms of um, developing assets, looking into you know accelerating your business daniel priestley's been a, a massive influence there in terms of you know developing your mindset as an investor mm. and looking some kind of long term at where you're where you're where you're investing your money jason greystone's been an amazing insight for you mm. yeah and if i can add another one um... you can add you can add one more okay. <laughs> <laughs> I always can i do another one? but david <laughs> he also david sorry Vidales, uh, V-I-D-A-L-E-S. He helped me so much with the Facebook group mm. and how to grow an actual community that's really engaged and also as a site, uh, as a uh, as asset from that helps you grow your business and helps them achieve the transformations that they're looking for. So that's amazing. Me. Really, really cool. Um, so the guys, guys and girls watching at home, we've got, we've actually got, you, you're probably hearing the same names come out quite a bit. Yeah. We've actually got Daniel Priestley and Jason Greystone coming up this month doing two live interviews each in the group. Um, so, you know, you guys are having access to these, these incredible mentors who have, you know, who have helped, who are, who are, who are standing out for helping people massively during this crisis. So, you know, that's, that's going to be really exciting. Hopefully you guys can tune in for that one. Um, David Vidales, let's see if we can get him on as well. Can you introduce me? 
Yes, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's incredible. He really is. Cool. I, th I think I think that sounds, you know, the, the, the kind of angle he's got to be great for this group as well. I think the group would really enjoy that. So yeah. amazing, ama amazing insights. I think we've all gained so much, as F10X have said here, very insightful. Um, another message here, hearing this more and more in the current times, businesses that are passion-led are adapting. Businesses that are money, time, effort in, in weighed against profits are struggling. Yeah, completely, completely agree. You know, if you are, if you've got that strong why, you're going to have more resilience. You need resilience at this moment in time. So ultimately, you know, that's that's the passion-led business, right? So, um, so guys, we're going to finish off there. Any final words at all, Stephanie, that you'd like to give? Any inspirational words to help our um, small businesses in Dubai and around the world and um, pivot online, uh, or just to cope with these difficult times? Yeah, it's just that there, there, it sometimes doesn't feel like it, but there are opportunities in every single time frame. There are opportunities in good times and there are opportunities in bad times. And actually, in more challenging times, there's more opportunity because fewer people can see the opportunities that are there. So if you can train yourself to be able to see the opportunities that are there, you can do phenomenally well, even in very challenging times. In fact, especially in very challenging times. Amazing advice. Thank you so much, Stephanie. Really, really appreciate you coming on. Um, what's the best way for our members here to, or our viewers or listeners on the podcast to get in touch with you? Yeah, if you want to ask any questions, especially if you're thinking about getting started in digital, obviously I'm, I'm not the expert, but if you just want to talk about what my experiences were, then I'm on Facebook, Stephanie Taylor UK. Uh, for messages and i'm on instagram at stephanie t property and then if you just want to check out our businesses it's hmoheaven.co.uk and our coaching business is rent to rent success.com amazing stephanie thank you so much for coming on really really appreciate it no problem thank you thank you all as well